welcome to the Stopping to Think podcast. This is Will Dole, your host. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Today we've got the reading of an article I wrote for our local paper for Easter called The Meaning of Easter. One of the criticisms lodged against Christianity over the centuries is that many of our ideas and festivals are simply borrowed from pagan religions and then baptized with Christian meaning in a post hoc fashion. A key example of this is the Easter holiday, which Bede, the 8th century historian, informs us, received its name from the Western Germanic goddess Ustre. So the objection would go something along the lines of, People of all cultures have always celebrated spring as a time of new life and joy, and Christians simply made up the resurrection of Jesus to fit those patterns. Is that a fair criticism? Is Christianity just a clever update on European paganism? The central event of Christianity which we celebrate at Easter, is the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. The resurrection shocked even those nearest to Jesus. Following his crucifixion, Jesus' followers were filled with sadness and grief over the loss of someone in whom they had placed great hope, Luke 24, 19-21. But unlike most writers of history, the gospel writers are unafraid to show not only their disappointment, but also how that disappointment proved them to be a bit on the dense side. Jesus had predicted his death and resurrection multiple times during his ministry. For example, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised, Matthew 16:21. Peter's response to this teaching is to rebuke Jesus rather than believe. What we have recorded in the Gospels aren't a bunch of crafty disciples planning how to concoct a religion that will take the world by storm. Instead, we find a bumbling bunch of normal people, who even after the resurrection were found hiding behind locked doors, John 20:26. But those who saw the undeniable evidence of Jesus' resurrected body and placed their hope for salvation in him were given a gift on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was promised by Jesus as the one who would help them understand everything that had happened and that he had taught, John 14, 26. What shaped the form of Christian teaching wasn't apostolic craftiness or wisdom. It was the Spirit helping them to put the pieces together after Jesus had returned to his Father. So we read in John 2, verses 18 through 22, So the Jews said to him, What sign do you show us for doing these things? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, It has taken forty-six years to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking about the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. If the disciples weren't cleverly crafting this message, but simply relaying what happened, we need to then ask the follow-up question. Why does it matter? Passion Week matters because it is the hinge point in human history. We live in a world absolutely engulfed by death, suffering, brokenness, and decay. One glance at the news reminds us of war in Ukraine, the oppression of minority groups like the Uyghurs in China, and an endless string of natural disasters both in our nation and abroad. The Bible ties all of this suffering to the reality of human sin in the world, which brought a curse not only upon Adam and Eve themselves, but upon all of creation. And no matter what international organization convenes peace talks, no matter how much money is poured into medical research, or what bills Congress passes regarding the climate, 
These effects of sin can't be undone by human effort. Entropy is winning, and we are all on a crash course with a destination we'd rather avoid. Death. If that picture isn't stark enough, the Bible paints one even more bleak. Because the wages of sin is death, Romans 6.23, those who die physically, having not found salvation, are then separated eternally from God. We need a solution. We need a Savior. And that's exactly who Jesus is. In Jesus we have God himself, the eternal Son of the Father, entering history through the womb of the Virgin Mary. Conceived in her womb by the working of the Holy Spirit, Luke 1.35, Jesus has a nature both truly divine and truly human. As a true human, he walked through every trial, tribulation, temptation, and suffering that we experience. And as true God, he has authority over Satan, sin, and the grave. Jesus came to this earth and lived the perfect human life which God requires of every human, but that every human except Jesus has failed to attain. But he didn't just do that. On Good Friday, we celebrate the crucifixion of Jesus on a Roman cross. Have you ever thought of how perverse that sounds? To celebrate a brutal execution? But we celebrate because on that cross, Jesus bore the sin of the world. And because he did so, he has authority to forgive the sins of everyone who trusts in him to pay the debt they owe to God. The separation that comes from sin is bridged by the death of God's Son. And on Easter Sunday, we celebrate the great triumph when God put the demonic powers in this world to shame, triumphing over them by Jesus' resurrection from the grave. Through this resurrection, God put his seal of approval and acceptance on Jesus' sacrifice as our substitute. And thus, all who trust in Jesus can be assured not only of forgiveness for their sins, but of an eternal life with God, John 3.16. And this life includes your own coming resurrection, 1 Corinthians 15.42-49, Colossians 3.3-4. Your earthly body will die, but if you are in Christ, your body will one day rise with him. This is why Easter matters. Religions and peoples all over the world celebrate new life in springtime. And though we are unsure, this is likely what the Germanic goddess Usteri represented as well. But all of the new life we see, from the green buds breaking into leaves to the chirping birds to new lambs and calves, it's all temporary. Glorious as spring is, it always fades. Spring is a shadow meant to point to the reality of an evergreen life of a coming new heavens and new earth. The Bible isn't borrowing from pagan mythology. Rather, it contains what the writer J.R.R. Tolkien called the one true myth. The Bible's story, centered on the Easter event, is a story of which all other stories are mere echoes. Easter is about Jesus and what he has done, and that meaning poses a question to you. Will you embrace his gift of resurrection life? Will you repent of the sins that separate you from God and accept Jesus' sacrifice in your place? For all who do so, he promises an everlasting resurrection like his. This has been Stopping to Think. I'm your host, Will Dole. Thank you for listening.